You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so you can know who you are, what you can rise from, how you can still come out of it. Maya Angelou. Welcome to Finneytown Local School District's official podcast, the only place to listen to the in-depth stories from our students, staff, and community members. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to yet another episode of the Finneytown Wildcats official podcast. I'm your host, Eric Muchmore. We have a great guest for you today, an alum, Mike yes, Kennedy. How alumni. This is fun. From the class of 2019, Jihad Rashid is joining us here dressed as a real estate agent, <laughs> which he is now. Uh, Jihad, how are you today? I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. How about you? We're, I'm good. I'm good. We're happy that you're here. Thanks for accepting the invitation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When I go to sell my house, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get with you quick, right? <laughs> Give me a car. That's right. Yeah, we got to get the promo out there for you, too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can build a commercial into the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Jihad, definitely. Real estate. <laughs> That's yeah. right. There we go. That's a good idea. But no, uh, Jihad's here joining us, doing great things in the adult world. Uh, I haven't graduated back in 2019, so um, we're just really excited to have a chance to have a conversation with you and walk through a little reflection about your time here at Finneytown. So we're excited that you're here. But first, as always, MK, deliver the rapid-fire questions. Please. Here we go. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. What is one thing you are terrible at that you like to be good at? Um, I would say 2K. 2K? 2K. Oh, okay. 2K. NBA 2K? NBA 2K. Okay. You're not good at it? Not good at all. I'm going to say park-wise, I'm great at it, but like quick game or anything like that, just playing with regular teams, I, I'm horrible. I'm horrible. <laughs> You're like me. I'm horrible at yeah. 2K, too. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I was never good at video games growing up. Really? I mean, the Nintendo 64 just came out when I was in that age range where mm-hmm. video games are the thing to do. And, man, I just I never had any fun because yeah. I always would lose. I My friends were so much games. better than me. <laughs> yeah, me, too. It. I was horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it was tough. <laughs> All right, would you rather find your dream job or win the lottery? Win the lottery. I already got my dream job. Oh, okay. I <laughs> hey, see. There it is. <laughs> that is true. When Jahai came up here a few weeks ago, I asked how he was doing. He said, dream job. Got my dream job, so I'm good. Oh, I like that. Is cool. That's good. I got my dream job, too. I, I would agree. I like BMS. Okay. If you had a pet or you have a pet mm. and it could talk, what would it say about you? Uh, it would call me the best pet owner ever. Um, I it'd tell you, I spoil it every day, every uh, single every day. day. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I love dogs, love dogs. It'd be one of those overweight pets, right? Uh, you feed it too I really much, don't right? like big dogs like that, so I would yeah. say probably like a Yorkie or like a Pomeranian dog, oh, something like that. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I really like the little dogs. Yeah, Monch, you got a pet. Nah, man, <laughs> uh, <laughs> man I, I, I know MK, you, I know you're. You're a dog guy, yeah. dog trainer. Um, I, I just, I, I can't do it. I don't like, I don't like dogs. <laughs> that's okay. I'm just gonna say it. No, I mean, I know no, it might okay. lose us listeners. Here, <laughs> me saying I don't right. like dogs, but we're down to one million and one now. <laughs> right, <listeners>. right. <laughs> right. No, I did have an. I did. I got attacked by a dog when I was like in fourth grade. I'll never forget. I was walking home from my friend's house, uh, and um, it was in the evening. And this dog, I think it was a German Shepherd or something. So it was a big dog. Yeah. It just came at me and got nasty. I climbed on top of a car really? to stay safe, and then Ooh. I like. The dog wouldn't leave. I was on top of that car for a long time. Waiting You're kidding for it to me. Finally wow. Move. That's a crazy ever, story. Ever I since. just got bit by a dog. 
<laughs> Did you for real? Yes, right, right here. But guess who the dog bit me? Like the owner of the dog, Ken Griffey Jr. His sports agent dog bit me. Are you kidding me? I swear what to God. a story! I swear to God. I was about to say Deshaun Feast or something. <laughs> you come with Ken Griffey Jr.'s agent's dog. Worst agents bit me. Yes. Wow. Mm, just had dinner with them uh, last week. Last was that Saturday. a Yorkie? Uh, no, it was. A, <laughs> it was a lab mixed with a pit. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow, that's right on the finger. Your your fingers okay? Though. Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Wow. Well, I don't think Mr. Michael will ever get a dog now. <laughs> no, but I would love to have that story in my back pocket, you know? Like, I got bit by Junior's, Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd do it now, dog. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what a great uh, rapid fire. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Thank you. You survived. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate you doing that. Uh, we always like to start with those fun questions, give the uh, listeners a chance to get to know us a little bit better. So, mm. man, that that was yeah. <laughs> that may go down as my favorite so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jahai, well, we're actually here to talk about your Finneytown story. Mm-hmm. So we know you were a student here. When did you come to us at Finneytown? I came to Finneytown, I want to say 2016, 2017, year, my sophomore year. Your sophomore year, 2016, yeah. 2017. So yeah. if you don't mind, just starting with, you know, so when how, I how first you came, came here and tell us your story. Uh, so when I first came, we was moving from my healthy. I uh, originally came from my healthy. And when we got here, uh, I wanted to be in football. I love football. So I went into uh, football under, who was the coach at this time? Oh, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. But Coach Chenault? No. Um, Hubbard? Hubbard. Yes, it was under Hubbard. Yes. So, Ryan Hubbard. Uh, yes. So um, playing football for them. I'm a sore loser, I'm not going to lie. So I would throw fits all the time. We losing back to back to back. I was just throwing fits. Um, ended up getting expelled, I want to say, what was that? November, October-ish. I was, I was expelled uh, for like five to ten weeks. <laughs> Came back, um, getting my work done as always. Uh, chemistry, I think that was like my best class here, like chemistry. Even though I ended up failing at the end because I got expelled again, but... Uh, it was like the best class. Miss Bilky, best teacher ever, by far, best teacher ever. Like, was really just helped me with everything. Um, then the next year came, I became ineligible, so I couldn't play football for like the last two games. Uh, that year was great. Uh, I had to take chemistry over. I think I failed that again. <laughs> chemistry, science is just my worst, but Miss Bilky was just always there to help. Uh, I think I had Mr. Farr my junior year. That class was great. Mr. Farr is like a great teacher too. Uh, I would. If you need help, he will make you, like, he don't even say, okay, just come out to class if you need to. He will make you stay after class to get that help. And <laughs> that's why I loved him so much. Like, it was just everything. Um, so we ended up getting a new coach, Warmack. Uh, discipline discipline was there, definitely. Dis- discipline was definitely there. Uh, he wanted to see us strive. Like, he wanted to see us go to the next level, like, everybody. But some people didn't buy in, and that kind of, like, put a toll on the team. But mm-hmm. – the original three that not three, but the original people that uh, bought into what he was talking about actually went to college and played football. So I, I think if everybody would have just came to the weight room, all that, we would. I think that whole team probably would have went to college and played college football. Honestly, um, the teachers here great. Even some teachers like some teachers I didn't even like. Like it was just back and forth with us. Like Miss Corneli, we was back and forth, back and forth. Every time I see her, I, I would literally tell her like I don't like you. And then my senior year came, and I was up for a scholarship. And uh, the counselors, they were telling me who all uh, nominated me for the scholarship. And it was Ms. Carnegie. And I just, 
I felt so bad. Because all the stuff I put her through, I just, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. I actually still, to this day, I always want to tell her I'm sorry. Like, I, when I found that, I gave her a big hug, and I just, I almost wanted to cry. Like, cry in her arms, because we was hugging. And it was just like, I just felt so bad. I, uh, but my Finneytown experience was great. It taught me a lot of things, definitely. It taught me a lot of things, a lot. Wow, what a story, man. It's a good yeah. story. <laughs> I lo- you know, the thing I like about it is seeing you tell it is the passion in your voice and, and your mm-hmm. body and... Like it, you can tell it had an impact yeah, on it did. So take us to a moment during your time at Finningtown when you were uncertain about your future. Um, I would say my beginning of my senior year. I wasn't getting no, um, no colleges coming to see me or anything like that. So I was like, dang, I probably messed up getting expelled last year, being coming to eligible, no colleges coming to see me. I was kind of scared. Then my grades was kind of low, too. Uh... I think chemistry took me down, and I want to say English kind of took me down a little bit. Yeah, it was uh, uh, chemistry and English. It took me down, so my grades was like, I think my GPA was like a 2.3 at the time, and it was just low. No colleges wanted to talk to me or anything. And then college finally came, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, okay, I, I actually see I can do this now. I definitely could do this. Yeah, so it was it was my senior year, beginning, beginning of senior year, definitely. So, yeah, like... I, I just appreciate you being willing to share exactly. those struggles that you had, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that you, that you did go through an expulsion um, mm-hmm. process. Twice. And, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, I remember. Um, but your willingness to talk about that mm-hmm. openly is is impressive. And obviously, um, you know, it didn't set you down the wrong path. Here yeah, you are today um, doing great things. So can you take us, when you talk about that moment where things were uncertain, mm-hmm. um, what did you learn about yourself? So I learned that I'm not going to let one thing tear my whole life down. So that exposure in college is not coming. I didn't let that. I still kept striving. That my senior year probably was the best football I ever played. Uh, I was tied for number one in sacks, I think, all the way to week six or seven. Yeah, I think week or six or seven, and I just I gave him my all. I, I gave him my all. So I just learned like keep going. Like don't let forget about it and just keep going. I always that's that's the motto I go by now. Just anything happen to me, I'll probably be mad for like a couple hours. I don't keep I knew back then I used to keep grudges and used to just be mad the whole time, like the whole day, probably like for a week straight, just be mad. But now I learned be mad for a couple hours, let it go. It, it's not worth it no more, just let it go. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Which is hard. It's hard to let things go, yeah. no doubt. It's a good reminder for all of us. I mean, I think that's the human side of students that we have and mm-hmm. adults we have, right, is uh, short-term memory. Yeah. And get past yeah, it. Yeah, definitely got to have it. Gotta and have and it. you find that in your work now? Uh, Yes. So uh, what I do now, so I do real estate. And to do real estate, you, you have to hustle and you have to put yourself out there. So uh, what I when I first started... I go door to door, give out my business cards. I had a lot of people either look at me, go away, slam the door in my face, or just know we have an agent already. Or sometimes they'll just not take the business card at all. And it used to like, dang, like, what if I don't do good in this? But I didn't let that. I just kept going to another house. Then I started doing cold calls, which I call like for sale by owners and asked them would they like to work with an agent. 
And when I do that, they'll say either you can find a buyer and then we'll let you list our uh, house and you can get both uh, commission or you can uh, or we'll just uh, not work with you at all. And they just hang up in my face. Uh, some people, they'll tell me we already have an agent or some people just say, like, we don't want an agent and just hang up right then and there. And it again, it hurt it a little bit. I was kind of scared, like, oh, no, I hope I, I just want to do good. I can't feel I cannot feel. Kept going. I just kept going. Got to, you just got to keep going, honestly. Like, if you, because real estate, you're kind of like your own boss. You're like an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So if you have your own business, a little mistakes or a little hiccups, you can't let that define your business. You got to keep going. Just keep striving. It, it, it don't, you're not going to get rich overnight. You're not going to get rich over a week, over a month. Sometimes take years. And a lot of agents, they told me they didn't get a first sale to like they first, like the next year. They mm-hmm. didn't get, they didn't get a sale for their second year. And I looked at that and I said, okay, I don't want that to be me, but if it take a long time, I will. And now I uh, I have a closing in next week or in two weeks. I got a show in a day which he might uh, be willing to buy, and then I have another closing sometime in November. So right now I'm doing good. Right now I'm doing good. All the cold calls, all the hang-ups in my face, closed doors in my face, it, it, I put it to work. I put it to work. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's so, great right there. It is. And so – why you said I can't fail? I can't fail. I think mm-hmm. you said a couple times. Why is that important to you? Um, so me, I'm scared of failure. Uh, I, me failing is kind of embarrassing. That's just how I look at it. I don't like to be embarrassed either, and I, I, I cannot be embarrassed. So I take that and I say, okay, let me make sure I get everything right the first time, so I, I won't fail. I try to I make I make a whole checklist or I uh, put everything in my notes. So I just will not feel. I make sure I do everything that I got to do right there. And what point in your life did you notice that about yourself? Um, I think I knew it my whole life because I always. So I've been a sore loser and failing, like losing to people, any of that. I I would go home and cry. Uh, I remember I think it was fourth grade or third grade. I tried out for a basketball team, could make a layup. They told me you're not gonna make the team. I went home and cried, like, just cried, cried for like hours, and then I just got up. Talked to my grandma. She was like, you'll get it next year. Then I lost an award. I think it was like a reading award to uh, somebody in elementary. Oh, I was so mad. I went back and cried. I said, yeah, I'm never losing again. Like, never. I cannot lose, <laughs> feel, none of that again. And I just stuck by. Like, I would never feel again. And I, I done failed a few times, but it wasn't no big, big failures. It's just been like, oh, we gave it to somebody else. Okay, I just go on to the next people. Uh, they going to give it to me then. Mm-hmm. So you were here, you said sophomore year you started, Mm -hmm. and you were at Mount Healthy before that. Yes. So to close this out, I have a real interesting question. Let's see how how you think about this one Mm -hmm. here. Knowing what you know now, if you're looking back, you know who you are now, and you know what you've been through, Mm -hmm. um, what would you tell your sophomore self? Um, What I tell my sophomore self, actually, I was just uh, having a conversation about this with my uh, friend Preston. Uh, so I asked him, like, you, like, you think, like, we messed up in high school. We was, we messed up big time, just playing around. Uh, I think, like, my senior, junior year, I just, I knew some classes I'd get the good grades, so i just skip that class. Like, I just wouldn't even go to that class. Standing around in the hallway, I kind of sometimes let the girls get in my head, too. Like, it was just, yeah, i definitely go back. i do the work. Uh, study because I, I never studied, so I definitely study. Make sure I get them good grades. Um, I respect every teacher. 
<laughs> everything. Because <laughs> I was I was one disrespectful kid. I, I can't lie. I was one disrespectful kid. So I go tell, I I really wanted to tell all the teachers, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm i just so hurt by what I did to y'all. Like, that was just, that, that hurt me as I was growing up. Like, I wasn't supposed to do that to them. Like, going to a uh, weight room every day. Uh, buying into Warmack all the way because sometimes I miss weights. I, I can't even lie. I miss weights sometimes because it was early in the morning. Like, I'd be too tired. So i just go to sleep, stay asleep all the way to school, start. i definitely get in that weight room every day because I feel like I could have been a D1 player, a D1, D2 player. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I've got a question for you. This is off script here. Much more. Okay. I'm going to throw it at you. What are you learning about yourself as an educator? Because you were involved with, you know, Jihad, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a relationship with him. Yeah. What do you learn about yourself as an educator and about education in general when you hear this conversation? Uh, dang, Mike. That's, uh, <laughs> you know that there are people as an educator who, right, we, we get 100 something kids a year who come through our classrooms. Then there are a handful who actually change our lives more than um, we change theirs. That's what I always loved about teaching. Uh, there are certain kids who just, they just have a profound impact on you in some way. Um, Jihad's one of those guys for me. Um, I was an assistant principal. Yeah. <laughs> assistant principals deal with the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> students who misbehave or struggling or whatever, you know, and and um, right, I was part of those expulsion processes with Jihad, and those are hard, and um, so you asked me what I, what I learned about myself. Uh, man, Mike, <laughs> I think. I I never give up on kids. Mm-hmm. I never give up on people. People make mistakes. I make mistakes. I hope that everyone sees during those times I'm struggling that I do have strengths and gifts and things to offer and to hang on to those things. Jihad has a lot of talent and a lot of gifts, and he makes people feel good about themselves when they're around him. I saw Jihad do that a lot. And while those times with discipline were tough, I never stopped rooting for Jihad. Because I knew that's that's who he really is. He just made a couple mistakes. And the, the fact that we're sitting together now on this podcast and <laughs> like you, you hear him, like he's smiling and laughing and he's got his dream job and, you yeah. know, he's reflecting on the past with his friends and like we all do that stuff, right? And um, I guess what I'm ultimately learning is like we in education have a great deal of power, probably a little too much. And we have a great deal of responsibility with that power as well. And the decisions that we make can absolutely impact a person's life well beyond the time that they're with us. And so we need to make sure that we have that long-term thinking when making decisions about kids. Because it matters. It's a human life. Yeah. And we're here for kids. 
Yeah, it does Even matter. when they leave us. Yeah, it does matter. But also, I would say to like to the kids that's here now, like, don't don't let a teacher say in, uh, or you're talking too much, or get off your phone. Like, let that ruin your day or cause you to be this. Because it's, if you're talking, you're talking. Like, just wait till after class. Like, um, growing up, uh, I used to talk to my friends all the time, and teachers get mad, get out the class, get out the class, walk out. Uh, from a student standpoint, you telling me to get out the class, I ain't gonna lie, that will, like, that, I learned this in uh, college too. You telling the kid just leave the classroom, it's really not helping. It's basically like, he's just gonna do what he want. And me, I just did what I want. Like, uh, I think one teacher told me, just go out, get out the class. So I just walked around the whole school, like, went to class to class. Like, so as a teacher, I would say, just try to, like, Talk to him a little bit. See see where he's coming from. See why he's talking or something like that. And then if it's still not working, then send him to, like, don't just send him out of class. Send him to, like, the principal's office. Send him to counselors. Let him talk to the counselors. Now, with the, from the kids, I would say the kids, just learn when to be quiet. Like, the teacher talking, like, don't talk while she's talking. Like, just chill. Like, don't, like just chill. All you have to do is just chill. Wait till after class. Talk to him at lunch or something. Talk to him in the hallway. Because you're going to see him regardless. You're going to see him. Any time throughout the day, even after class or before before his class, you're going to see them. So there's no point of you just talking while the teacher is talking. There's no point of you having your phone now. You're missing a lesson. That I learned, I uh, experienced that a lot too. And uh, I want to say chemistry or um, English, I just be on my phone the whole time, and I'm missing most of the lesson. Like uh, what was it, pathos, ethos, logos? I missed that whole thing because I was on my phone. Like I just on my phone, texting people on Snapchat, not doing like not paying attention at all, and that kind of messed me up in English because now I don't really know what some of that stuff means. So uh, when the teacher tells you to get off your phone, like she actually wants you to like engage in it, like engage in like the classroom activities. Don't just try to be a loner or when you mad, like I get you mad, but don't try to like exclude yourself from everybody. Still, you know, get in because that the activity might be fun and you might, you know, um, forget that you mad. You might end up having the best day of your life just after that uh, activity. So I, it's just, it's a lot to go into it. It's definitely a lot to go into it. I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that. I think mm. that's, you know, I think what you're talking about is a partnership, mm-hmm. right? Between you, the teacher, the yeah. other students, that community. Mm-hmm. It's important for the teacher to understand the student, for the, the students to understand the teacher, mm-hmm. right? It's that partnership. Yeah, it's a big understanding. You you, you got to un- understand each other. Like me, I, me, I always still talk to my teachers, like after school, before practice, because practice didn't start to four. I think we got to school like three. Yeah. yeah, so we, me and my friends, we just sit down, talk to each other. We talk to Miss Cook about personal problems, anything. Miss Cook could just be there and talk to us, and that's why we love. As my, uh, my whole friend group, we love her so much because she was just sit there and talk to us about anything, personal problems, school problems, football problems. She was just there for us. A lot of, a lot of teachers weren't really that there for us. Like Mr. Farr, he was there for us. He, we could talk to Miss Farr about anything. Even to this day, me and Feaster, uh, we still want to talk to Miss Farr about like real estate stuff and things like that because we know that's what Mr. Farr was doing. Oh, yeah, he does. He loves that. Yeah. The numbers and the oh, market. That, yeah. He just yeah. did a lesson on on that actually with really? the ho- housing um, prices and what mm-hmm. they should be now and all these other. Yeah. Yeah. So me, me and my friend yeah. Deshaun, like we actually look up to Mr. Farr like because he he was there for us. He made sure in class we got our work done after class. If we had anything to talk to him about, he was gonna be there for us. Even to this day, when I just seen him, I think it was like some weeks ago, he ta- he misses us. Like he missed our great memories. Like he missed our class everything. Cause yeah. it was just we was there for him. He was there for us. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's awesome. This is a good one. It's a good one. I can, you know what? I'm I'm <laughs> definitely gonna share this podcast. I'm gonna make sure 
the teachers that you mentioned on this mm-hmm. podcast uh, here. Yeah, I hope they do. Yeah, I hope the whole school hear it. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely make sure that uh, we promote this one big time because mm-hmm. you have a great story, Jihad. And, um, you know, every time I see you on campus, I, like, I just get so excited. <laughs> I remember we dang near tackled each other. We saw each other a couple weeks ago because we were so excited. Mr. Fairman didn't know what was happening. I I don't think I want Jahad to tackle me. I I was reminded how weak I am and how strong Jahad is. But, man, thank you so much for being willing to come in and and talk with us, share your story. Um, You know, it takes takes courage to talk about uh, our past sometimes. And today I think you displayed that and you always have. And, um... I know our listeners will appreciate hearing it, and uh, our students as well, because you, sure. you, your story carries a, carries a lot of lessons with it mm. um, that can impact lives. So for our listeners, uh, if you have a story that you'd like to share on the podcast with Mike and me, don't hesitate to reach out to either one of us. We'd love to hear from you. And um, as always, there are a lot of stories here that need to be told. So a tell lot. your that's right. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell people at the grocery store. And tell even your pets. There's a podcast here, <laughs> Finneytown Wildcats. And uh, come listen. We have, we have a lot of stories. <laughs> come tell. listen. Come listen. Jihad, thanks again. Mike, no as problem. always, thank you. And to our listeners, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.